We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With all that being said, let's open up that big old bag of mail. That's what uh, Chip Patterson says on the Cover 3 podcast with the CBS Network. Really like that podcast if you guys are looking for some great national college football talk. But let's open up the big old bag of mail. Ask me a question in the live chat, and I will do the best I can to answer it. Got a question. Our first question of the day from Andrew. He said, Max, if you had to guess, which remaining offensive line recruit do you think the Ducks have the best shot at between Baker, EPL, Eddie Pierre-Louis, or Seton? And then the same for the defensive line between Breland, Jay uh, Johnson, Jericho Johnson, and S. Williams, Solomon Williams. Yeah, this one is an interesting question. So let's start on the offensive line. Um, I think it's it's looking pretty uh, pretty evident right now. I I just don't feel I don't feel that uh, Brandon Baker is trending towards Oregon right now. We'll see if they can get him on campus for a visit before his commitment. But like I said, that's probably the the last chance that they have to kind of get any any more momentum, any juice in that recruitment. Uh, as for Eddie Pierre Luis, he's been to Oregon before. Jordan Seaton hasn't been to Oregon before, as far as my under as far as my understanding. Um, but I would probably say Eddie Pierre Luis, just because he's been to Oregon before. Um, I think that Alik Terry is an underrated recruiter on this staff. I think that Oregon's production at the offensive line position, their development. Uh, I was watching Panay Sewell and some highlights from the Lions and the Chiefs week one game last night, and he was dominating at the line of scrimmage. So of those three on the offensive line, I think Seton is admittedly the guy I know the least about, but Oregon also hasn't very, hasn't really had a ton of success recruiting IMG Academy, which is a perennial national powerhouse on the high school football scene. So I'm going to log my vote if I had to guess um, for Eddie Pierre-Louis being the guy that Oregon has the best shot at to land on the offensive line. Now let's look over on the defensive line, the other side of the ball. Uh, we got Aiden Breland, Jericho Johnson, and Solomon Williams. This one's really interesting because I haven't been able to get a ton of intel, ton of scoop on Aiden Breland. Not a guy who does a ton of interviews. Couldn't get a whole lot out of him when he interviewed. He said he doesn't have any more um, any more visits planned as of right now. But he also said he didn't rule out that more visits could happen. He took his most recent official visit 
it looks like to Oregon at the end of June. So if the Ducks did, they might end up getting the last visit in this trip, uh, in this recruitment rather, which could go a long way, have the freshest impression on uh, on a recruit. But that said, I, I really don't feel like I have an awesome feel on this recruitment. I think the best I could, I think best case scenario for Oregon, they're top two between Oregon and Georgia. Um, you got to think, Georgia here, they already have an in to modern day with Nate Frazier, uh, the elite running back already committed to the Bulldogs and Kirby Smart. The Ducks were recruiting Nate Frazier as well, but they ultimately didn't end up didn't end up uh, winning out in that recruitment. So Aiden Breland, I'm like, I kind of feel like it's like sneaky, sneaky confident, kind of. Um, but that's a really tough one. And then Jericho Johnson. Another guy that I, I really don't know a whole lot about as far as kind of where he's leaning. He's working from a top four right now of Oregon, Washington, USC, and Utah. I think between Oregon and Utah, those are the two schools that probably have the best defensive pitch. Kalen DeBoer and the Huskies are certainly a, a team that's going to hang their hat and have that identity on the offensive side of the ball. And then USC, same deal. Uh, if they can have a good year on the defensive line, just their defense overall, maybe they have a good shot. But I wouldn't be surprised if that one came down to Oregon versus Utah. But Oregon does have really good ties in Northern California, led, of course, by defensive coordinator Tosh Lapoy, who is an East Bay native, played his high school football at De La Salle, who I spoke about a little bit earlier on in the show. And then you have Solomon Williams. And Solomon Williams kind of feels like a wild card because – there's not a whole lot of news that comes out on Solomon Williams, the four-star edge rusher out of Carrollwood Day School in Tampa, Florida. There's not a lot of news that comes out about Solomon Williams, but we got a little bit of news this week when John Garcia Jr. of Rivals reported that the Ducks are going to be getting an official visit from Solomon Williams on September 23rd when they open up Pac-12 play against the Colorado Buffaloes and Dion Primetime Sanders. So, Ah, man, I don't know. This is tough. I th it's really tough because as as classes get more full, those spots become more coveted and kind of harder to to you know get a good feel on on where guys are are leaning. I think it, if I had to go with my gut, I kind of want to say Jericho Johnson just because of the geography and the history that Oregon has recruiting Northern California. I think that they really haven't turned up the heat too much in that recruitment, but Solomon Williams is a wild card and Aiden Breland is a guy that I think Oregon has clearly prioritized here along the defensive line in 2024. That's a game changing type of talent. That's a guy that can really help Oregon take that leap along the defensive line, along the line of scrimmage, just to make something happen with that defense. That's the kind of guy you need to make your defense go from good to great like Dan Lane's been talking about all off season. So I think just going with my gut, I would say Jericho Johnson, but definitely you absolutely cannot count out Oregon for either Solomon Williams or Aiden Breland. Definitely need to do a little bit more digging on my end to see how things really go there. All right, let's see what else we got here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, B. Rabe said, I'm still hoping to get Breland and Baker but I'm a greedy fan. Yeah, definitely looking like it's going to be tough to get both of those guys. I think Aiden Breland is your best shot as of right now. We got see me on the big screen tuning in. What's going on? B Rabe asks, am I the only one that thinks the ducks are going to put up over 40 points on Texas tech? Yeah, this is a really fun matchup for the ducks to open up um, their road slate in 2023. I think I made my prediction when I was talking with Jarrett Ramirez of Red Raiders Sports on an earlier episode of this week's podcast. Um, I made a prediction 38 to 27, but the more I think about it, I just don't see how Texas Tech matches up well with the Ducks. If you double Troy Franklin, you're just creating more opportunities for other skill guys on this Oregon offense, like Terrence Ferguson, who's probably one of the best tight ends in the Pac-12, one of the best tight ends out West. Then you have Gary Bryant Jr., who I'm super high on and really excited about, the USC wide receiver transfer, Treshawn Holden, the Alabama wide receiver transfer. I think he's going to be capable of doing some real good things for the Ducks this year on offense. And then Tez Johnson, Bo Nix's adopted brother, they obviously have that good connection. He's a speedster. Maybe we'll see the Ducks do something with Kyler Casper or Chris Hudson. We didn't see much of Chris Hudson in week one. I don't think we saw any of Chris Hudson in week one, but the point still stands. If you hone in on Troy Franklin, you're probably going to get beat and probably open yourself up to some uh, dink and dunks or some damage from these other Oregon wide receivers and the offensive line. They looked good, but obviously this is a much bigger test against the Red Raiders front. I think that their offensive line is going to be good. It's going to be an absolute asset this year. You just have so much experience. I think it's just a matter of getting these guys playing together. And the more that these guys play together, the better that they're going to get. So wouldn't be surprised at all. Not exactly a hot take to say Oregon's offensive line is going to get better as the season goes on. And then look at the backfield. Bucky Irving, great debut game, only had to touch the ball four times, and he ran for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Noah Whittington, is this Noah Whittington's debut in 2023 against the Texas Tech Red Raiders? I'm super excited about him. He put on a bunch of weight this offseason, and he was an absolute beast for the Ducks last year, kind of functioning that 1A, 1B backfield capacity. And then you also have Jordan James, who Jordan James, 
He was the kind of the third down back last year, short yardage back last year, goal line back. Well, he was on one last week. He he went and said, oh, well, well no, Whittington isn't playing or we're not seeing much of him. Well, just give me the ball then and I'll go ahead and run for three touchdowns on the ground against Portland State in the season opener. So we'll probably see more of him as well. And then you have Bo Nix, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the country, major, majorly experienced veteran guy, playmaker, like his decision-making. He's going to have this offense rocking and rolling. So even though I said 38 to 27, I would uh, not be surprised at all if the Ducks are able to put up more than 40 points against Texas Tech. Shadow Faction 24 says, I think Baker is gone, unfortunately. I'd be pretty satisfied with getting Breland and flipping rushing. Yeah, I think Aiden Breland would be a massive addition for Oregon up front. Anytime you can get a high-level trench talent, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, from the nation's number one high school program program in the modern-day Monarchs, that would be a massive recruiting win. And you just don't see guys that are 6'4", 6'5", close to 300 pounds on the West Coast along the D-line. And that's what Breland is. And then flipping rushing, that that's an interesting one. I, I I did list Elijah Rushing as my in my top five flip candidates for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class. I think that that would be a great addition for the Ducks. I know Oregon did a phenomenal job selling the program, selling the development, getting that guy to the NFL. But uh, obviously the hometown hero aspect in Tucson with Jed Fish and the Wildcats was something that carried a lot of weight for Elijah rushing, but I wouldn't expect Oregon to fade in that recruitment. Wouldn't be surprised if he even got back on campus for a visit at some point in the fall, not saying that that's in the works right now, or that that's even scheduled, but again, an elite prospect that Oregon actually has geography on their side for has distance on their side for in this class. That's a pretty easy trip to make, but uh, don't, yeah, don't, don't count out Oregon for Elijah rushing until he completely shuts his recruitment down. Uh, Andrew says Baker and Breland are both gone, Texas and Georgia, uh, respectively. And he said, in my opinion, of course, well, we'll have to see what happens. And then shadow faction says, well, Breland, Breland, we don't know yet, but the way things are going this year, you're probably right. We will have to see, um, another question from Andrew. Um, he said, and Max, I know you have talked about it before. I talked about it before, but how are there such massive differences in how rating sites see players like McRoy is a three star 5.7 by rivals, but two four seven has him as a four star ranked 58 overall. Yeah, I think it is, it's a tough question and I don't really know if there's a really good answer for it. Um, to be totally honest with you, Andrew. Um, I think that part of it depends on how often, these recruiting sites are able to get eyes on a player, whether that's a camp or better yet, a game setting. Um, so I think that that kind of affects and impacts how much you know confidence you have on a guy or how much feel you have for a player. So I think that definitely factors into it. I think um, when you're having the ratings discussion, I think that the state and the quality of competition factors into it for sure. But as for McRoy, I don't really understand why there's so much of a, a difference between these two sites. I always tend to default to 247, but I've met a lot of the Rivals guys and they do a good job. So don't really have a great answer for that one, unfortunately, but it is something to monitor and just kind of interesting why there is uh, a discrepancy. 
Chris with a question. Uh, does it really matter? Texas, Texas has always recruited well, and no matter how, how highly touted their classes are, they always perform like garbage on the field. Well, hey, you got Texas versus Alabama this week, and that's probably the game of the week, uh, the national game of the week for week two in college football. I, is that where game day is going? Where's college game day this week? Um, I don't actually know, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are at that game. Uh, okay, yeah, so on September 9th, they're going to be in Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama for the Texas Longhorns against the Crimson Tide. But, yeah, I think Texas has been an elite recruiting power in my eyes under Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, their move to the SEC is only going to help them recruit for, for my two cents. And um, now it's about putting together the results on the field. I think they're also bringing in some good pieces from the transfer portal, most notably Xavier Worthy last year. They also have former Oregon five-star offensive tackle commit, Kelvin Banks, an in-state guy that is just crushing it on the offensive line. So I'm a Kelvin Banks fan, and Texas is going to continue to get some really, really good talent. They also got Jontae Cook, uh, an elite DeSoto, Texas wide receiver. Uh, he, he had that recruitment down to Oregon, Texas, and Michigan. But I agree, Texas has to put it together on the field. They almost they, they were competitive last year against Alabama, from, from my understanding, um, but the final score, yeah, just 20 to 19 a year ago. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like uh, Alabama, Nick Saban and the Tide are going to come out with their hair on fire and really try to reestablish themselves and assert themselves in a big way in the national conversation. And then Chris also said, KJ will be Oregon's next Heisman calling it now. That would be pretty fun. I mean, he, uh, He's got some developing to do, but the way the, the tools are there, he is going to be a good one for sure. 